Hi, everybody. Welcome. My name is Barbara. My company is the HSP, entrepreneurcoach.com. Today, I'm interviewing Maggie Franz. I wanted to say Scott, but you just got married, so your name changed. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, it is Scott now, but... <laughs> ah. I'm so, I did it wrong. No, it's okay. I'm still changing it everywhere, so it's very confusing. <laughs> so you're now Maggie Scott friends. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, awesome. Maggie owns a company, and it's called McKeating Solutions. Mm -hmm. What is it that your company does, Maggie? Because you're based in the United States, am I right? Uh, yes, uh, Pennsylvania. Um, so I offer content marketing and social media marketing services to a few different clients here that are local here in the States and, uh, one based in Sweden. Ah, wow. Awesome. And you told <laughs> me that you were still looking for uh, two clients more. Am I right? Yeah. About, yeah. Mm -hmm. cool. Awesome. Maggie, what was your biggest reason to, to start your own business? That's a really good question. So I'm, along with being highly sensitive, I'm multi-passionate. Mm -hmm. uh, none of the, the work that I was doing was meeting any of those passions. Um, I graduated in the height of a financial recession here in the United States, and I had job after job for about 10 years. Um, and none of those jobs were fulfilling or sustaining me. So it really was starting to drain on me emotionally and physically. Mm -hmm. And there was a turning point where I said, I can't do this. You know, I'm so unhappy. I'm so frustrated. But I had my health. I had just started at the time dating my husband, who would be my husband. And then, you know, I should have had all these reasons to be happy, but I was unfulfilled and I was very unhappy. Mm -hmm. um, so there was something that needed to enter my life and I didn't know what it was until I made the leap and became an entrepreneur. And it was like an aha moment. Yeah, really? That was also one of my questions. Uh, did you, which step in your entrepreneurial path was a aha moment for you? But that was already this one. Yes, yes. It was actually the, the start of it. The crux of it was, you know, this is what I've been searching for. This is what I needed. Wow, awesome. What, what do you notice are the, the top three benefits of being an entrepreneur? The top three. I think... Working for yourself, you know, pride is an important thing to take pride for your work, to take um, an interest in what you're doing and to, to be proud of what you're putting out there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you're working for somebody else, sometimes the ownership becomes theirs. Uh, so when you're working for yourself, when you're in business for yourself, you're sustaining yourself. This is what I'm doing. Um, so I think that was really important for me. I think the flexibility. Um, I was forsaking my health a little bit, so I wasn't, I had no energy. So I couldn't go and work out and do the yoga or the mountain biking or yeah. you know, whatever I needed to do. And now I can take a break at 10 in the morning or at 2 in the afternoon and go need, go do what I need to do. Yes, yeah, so um, when the sun shines or whatever. Exactly, exactly. I can work till 10 o'clock at night or I can, you know, take it to um, an early day. But for me, that's also very heavily tied to the way my creativity works. Mm -hmm. So I'm not somebody that can chain myself to a desk and expect to be able to be a productive person. Yes. Uh, sometimes hours. <laughs> exactly. So sometimes I need to be able to, when I'm hitting a creative block, get up, 
and take the dog for a walk or get up and go in the backyard and do um, some gardening. Uh, to I knit, so maybe to pick up a project that I'm working on and, and work a couple of rows. It's amazing what it does for your to jumpstart your creativity again. So I think the, the ownership of the pride, the flexibility, and to be able to create or work within your own workflow. Um, to really stop fighting yourself and your creativity and pounding your head against a desk or a wall and be able to do what you need to do to keep that process, that productivity flowing. Yes. And that can change from day to day. So you're, you're really able to feel connected with yourself and to do what is right for you at that specific moment. If that's working or gardening or crocheting or knitting or walking the dog or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. I recognize that. For me, it's the same. Yeah. What has changed in your life now that you've become an entrepreneur? Oh, so much. Um, I mean, just to be happy and healthy is, is a huge thing. Um, mm -hmm. So I've noticed changes in myself. Um, from, you know, not, not weight loss, but getting fit and, and healthy. Um, I'm stronger than I ever was. I'm learning. I, I have the, my mind is just rejuvenated now. So instead of focusing on the negative, there's positive space to, to go learn things, you know, to pick up a book and read, to, to go start trying to learn a new language or, you know, just explore and, and do things. So my life is fuller. I'm getting out. I'm getting you know, exploring my own city, I'm traveling. There's, there's all these kinds of things that happen when you make the leap from a very negative space to a very positive opportunity. And don't get me wrong, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, there's no safety net. There's, we talked about, you know, there's no guaranteed paycheck. There's no unemployment if you all of a sudden fail. So you need to stay focused and you need to work hard, but there are rewards for those things exactly. and it's, it's the freedom to do things and the freedom to be happy and to be yourself. Um, reflected in your, in your company, eh? yeah, the better you feel and the happier you are, the better your company does. Exactly. That's so true. Right. Um, what would you never have accomplished if you had not started your own company? What I never have accomplished. I, oh, I, we, when I started my own company, we were in a part, in an apartment and it was wonderful and life was great. Um, but we, I had the energy to take on more things and to do more things. And I think my, that kind of reflected in my husband as well. And we bought a house, mm -hmm. um, within, I think a year. Um, so now I've grown, I've doubled my office size, <laughs> which is great. Um, but that was really important to us to, to have our own home. And I know depending on where you are in the world, that's normal or not normal. Um, but here in Western Pennsylvania, you know, that's kind of uh, a big thing for a lot of young couples. So I think we surprised ourselves with how quickly we were able to do it. Wonderful. And how, um, we thought it was going to be stretching ourselves really thin, but with what we're able to do and what we have coming in, 
and being able to have that flexible schedule, we were able to make it happen. Um, so I think that is something that never really would have happened or wouldn't have happened quite as soon uh, if I had stayed and worked for somebody else. You know, that, that feeling that was gripping me um, when I was thinking about starting my own company, I would have um, put that on to other things. So instead of having the fear of going off on my own, I would have had the fear of going and, and making that financial investment. I think we have a, a propensity to project our fears. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to go start my own business gave me the kind of aha moment. Like I can do these things. Yes. I can do what I didn't what I, what I thought was scary. Um, yes. and so now we're buying a house and now we're doing all these fun things and we're going to travel and we're going to, you know, have time for each other, um, which is very, very important. So yes, definitely <laughs> a lot of good things happen when you make the leap. It's hard. It's frightening. It's emotionally packed, but if you can do it and you're really serious about doing it, there's amazing things that can happen. Yes, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> and and um, when you had to make the leap, when you were thinking of becoming an entrepreneur, what was the biggest obstacle that was holding you back? For me, there was, I kind of, I kind of almost call myself an accidental entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was working at the time and I was trying to, I have all these passions and I was trying to find a way to monetize one of them. Um, and I would try knitting and, and uh, you can only knit so much in one day before your fingers fall off. So th- I couldn't monetize that. And that was crushing. Um, and then it was like, okay, I'm going to go and try. I like to write, let's write a book. And I wrote this book and then you don't get picked up by a publisher and it, that everything just compounds. Um, and so I was really, really high anxiety, really starting to freak out thinking this is it. I'm going to work for somebody that I just like the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And So I started thinking, okay, what are my skill sets now? What's working now? My writing, my marketing, my social media management skills. That's what I've got. So I kind of started working with startups to help them, you know, at, uh, well, heavily discounted is is (laughs) free. You know, I was volunteering my services, trying to ingratiate myself within a few companies. And one of them said, we want you more. Uh, come work for us and it was a Swedish based company and we didn't have the time to research international hiring laws Mm -hmm. the US is very different from Sweden and the employee benefits and different things that you get so we decided that I would start my own company and Mm -hmm. invoice them and at the same time I was working for a yoga company you know a a guy that I had become friends with and I was helping him and he said hey I I want you to help me more too so all of a sudden I had my first two clients and I was traveling (laughs) <laughs> and it wasn't like I had said, this is my business plan and this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to make it happen. It yeah. was, hey, mom and dad, um, I'm going to travel to Amsterdam in two weeks and um, start my own company. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Where did this come from? So <laughs> I think there's a lot of roots to becoming an entrepreneur and it doesn't have to be that stop what I'm doing go start a brick and mortar or go start, you know, a bar or a restaurant or a clothing store. 
the internet is a magical place and it's made so many things possible yes. that you just need to know to the possibilities to the opportunity exactly. I, I was getting so narrowly narrow-minded and so narrowly focused on I have to have a product to sell or I have to do this to become an entrepreneur and really all I had to do was pivot yeah take what I was already doing and go do it for myself somehow yeah it was building relationships and networking and doing different things that made that happen. Mm -hmm. Incredible, inspirational. Thank you. So <laughs> you're welcome. Say that you didn't know straight away which type of company you wanted to start because you didn't even wanted to start a company <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> right. I mean, I I had all these initial ideas in my head, and you know, you wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, this is what I should do, and then the next day you're like, no, that's a terrible idea, you know, or you know, I should try and do this and and you're like, but there's no, I'm the only market for that really, really niche idea, you know? So there were all these different things that you thought, well, maybe, well, maybe. And I think that's what happens when you are unhappy, at least um, being a multi-passionate person my, and a very creative person, my brain is always working. Mm -hmm. uh, my husband crazy because I'm all, I can't shut it off. Yes. So that's there's awesome. always an idea that pops into my head. I could do this. I should go even now, you know, I have my own business and I think, Hey, that would be a really cool idea. Let me go pursue that. Or this is a, a, like a, a nonprofit project that I want to do. And it's like, what are you doing? There, you, you only have so much time, but you, your brain is going to work on problems. And when you're unhappy, that is the monumental megalithic problem that your brain and your subconscious is just going to keep chewing on. And so I would expect more unhappiness. Yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah, it's a self-perpetuating problem, but I think you're, you become so, um, the highs and lows become greater and they become more frequent. So you have this idea and you get really excited because it's this little ray of hope that you can get out of this really negative situation and then it doesn't happen and you're heartbroken again. Yes. Um, so you have to find a way to kind of break that cycle really just step back, whether it's taking a trip, a vacation, um, staying at home for a day and just digging through and peeling back all of those layers of unhappiness and saying, who am I and what will make me happy? Exactly. Truly happy. Truly you know, happy. not all these random ideas that, that are fleeting on a very deep and profound level. Who am I and what do I need to do on a daily basis to be happy? Yeah, to connect with your heart's desire. Because I think that the only way to have a successful business is to connect with your passion, which is your Yes, heart. if your heart and your mind are in two different places, you'll never be happy. Exactly. Uh, you can be superficially happy, but deep down, you're really going to be upset. And I look, you know, today you have all of these celebrity suicides. You have Kate Spade, Anthony Bourdain. I think they're... They're so successful they with what them. they're doing and these brands that they've built, but their heart is in a totally different place. Yeah. You know, and it's not for me to, to talk about what their issues are or what, you know, but there's a really good book that I read called Big Magic by mm -hmm. Liz Gilbert. She, I think she wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah. I read that right before I made this leap to starting my own company. And that book, I mean, there were times when I'm reading it on the bus on my way to work and I'm crying. Because she is, she is nail, hitting the nail on the head. Like, that, that is me. That is what I'm doing. You know, I'm self-sabotaging. Or I'm saying that I need some muse to be happy and to be creative. And it's not true. You are your own muse. You create your own magic in life. And 
I, I would highly recommend it if, if you're thinking about yes, a creative business. Um, I think you can make business. money with just about anything. As long as it's uh, an idea that stems from your heart's desire, from your passion, I think you can create just about anything. You can turn it into a profitable business. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be... I think sometimes, too, we look at these really successful entrepreneurs like uh, Mark Zuckerberg and, and Gary Vaynerchuk and say, oh, that's what success looks like. This, the, the, the pinnacle of their industry making boatloads of money when realistically you just need enough to get by and to have the quality of life that you really want. Started small. Exactly. I look like, look, I have a couple clients. It's working for me. I love my clients. I'm passionate. I fight for them. I do what I need to do. Um, I probably have the room for two more. Would it be great to have five more, 10 more? Great. Yeah. I might be able to hire somebody and, and grow. But for me, where I am right now, that's not what happiness looks like. No. My happiness is being directly involved with my clients. I have, you know, X amount of energy and time to give them and still have some for, left for myself. And that's, that's where I am. Sounds amazing, Maggie, really. So which things of your entrepreneurship do you uh, enjoy the, more, the most? Oh, which things? I like connecting with people and writing. So right now I'm working with um, my Swedish client. It's an open innovation company and I'm reaching out to chief innovation officers and I'm interviewing them and talking about kind of what we're doing here, the, the benefits and challenges and opportunities that exist in their jobs and in an emerging in industry really, and getting to know them, getting to talk about them uh, to them about their backstory, what they're working on, what makes them happy, what makes them upset um, or worries them at night, and then turning that into an article. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's a really, really fun process where uh, you have the human connection and interaction, but then I get to apply my creative side and kind of go write about it and then come back to them and say, hey, this is what I did. And, um, you know, sometimes I miss the mark, but sometimes for the most part, it's, wow, this is really cool. This is exciting. So I think together we're kind of building um, an industry. There's not a lot of content that's kind of out there. There's a few eBooks here and there, but um, to, to take what I'm passionate about and to build something new is really exciting. And I think that's probably what I enjoy most about um, being an entrepreneur right now, where I am in this space. You have the power to create just about anything you desire. Exactly. That's yeah. And it's really, it's taking that and, and doing it intelligently. You know, mm -hmm. uh, before I was a lot of times creating just for the sake of creating, you know, when you're working for somebody else, especially in a, a career uh, with like writing or something like that, yeah, you're using your creativity for what somebody else is telling you to use it for. Mm -hmm. And being an entrepreneur, I'm able to say, this is what I want to create. Yes. And then the energy, the creativity, it just pours out onto the page. Yes, but it's also very rewarding to see your idea grow and then to see it become successful and you think, oh, but that's my baby. <laughs> exactly. And my, to see my, other my people baby. kind of take your idea and say, this is, wow. And you're like, yeah, that was me. I did that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look at me go. Yay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and can you remember maybe from uh, earlier or maybe even now that 
Do you sometimes suffer from the I'm not good enough syndrome? Oh, every day, every day. And I, I hate it, but uh, it, it, it keeps me humble and it keeps me hungry. Mm -hmm. uh, we, I had the pleasure of talking with you about my website right now and how I'm redesigning it and I'm retailoring my services. So I'm in about the second year of my business now. The first year it was, I will be anything to anybody as long as it's writing or it's in social media. And now I've kind of learned um, from that what works, what doesn't, what I like doing, what I don't like doing. Um, and, and I've got that first year of success under my belt that says I can do this. Yes. And I know I can do it with these three things. So I'm taking what I did and what I learned from it and, and going into what I want to be doing more. You know, I'm making another pivot, another pivot or shift. Um, but I'm also now redoing my pricing um, because look, I've, I'm, I'm good at this. I know I can do this, but at the same time, when it comes to asking for money, uh, for those things that you enjoy doing, especially something as, uh, Ill, like not concrete as creativity or mm -hmm. writing, yes. it's horrifyingly difficult to put a price tag on it. Mm -hmm. And you have to take it, take a step back and say, what is my time worth? Yes. And then again, you have this self ex this uh, existential crisis on what am I worth? <laughs> what is my time worth? And you start to have those feelings of self-doubt and negativity creep back in. Mm -hmm. But that I think is a great thing because like I said, it keeps me humble. I'm not pie in the sky asking for $300 an hour or, um, you know, I, I, it helps me kind of walk that tightrope mm -hmm. and ask for enough that you know, my, is worth my time and worth my energy and that I can stay in business and keep doing this. But that also enables me to help those newer, younger clients who really are the ones that need the content marketing and social media marketing services. Yeah, that's you true. know, a, a big company needs to keep perpetuating their brand and putting themselves out there and, and beating kind of that Google algorithm. But it's those young guys, those, those me's of other industries that really need the help. So by able to kind of have confidence in myself at one moment and then also kind of doubt that at others. It just keeps me right within the bounds of where I want to be. So it's a negative and I hate it. I abhor those feelings that, that pit in your stomach, but I'm able to like the fear and all those other negative emotions that come from taking the step to being an entrepreneur. Yes. You're able to use it, Very you know, to, to fuel or you feel the fear and you do it anyway. Exactly. Like it, it, before there was a point in my life where being a, a, a highly sensitive and very emotional person, I would just try to push all emotions away. Mm -hmm. And it's emotions are like a stream. The more you try to build up a dam, the greater the force that's pushing against that dam becomes. Yes. And eventually it's going to break through and it's going to knock you on your butt. And it's terrible. It's a terrible feeling. Um, so I really started doing a lot of yoga. I got my yoga teaching certification um, to kind of help explore and learn how to deal with my emotions. Mm -hmm. And I learned not to hate them. Um, we feel emotions for reasons. You know, they're, they're, they're what keep us alive, but keep us going. Um, they're what help, help us enjoy life. Yes. And I had this wonderful um, yoga class the one time where a teacher said, stop pushing everything away. We always try to be in this moment. And 
as an attempt to be in this moment, we push every negative thing that ever happened to us, every negative feeling away from us. Mm-hmm. But that's, yeah. that's forged who you are. So you, to do that, you're denying yourself. Your heart and your mind are in two different places, like we said before. So to learn to not fight those emotions, not dwell in them. You know, you don't need to wallow in the negativity and the self-doubt. And you have to acknowledge them. You beat yourself up. But to be able to acknowledge them, to use them, is a very healthy, powerful thing. Yes, very, very powerful thing. I agree. Yes. Because emotions, they are made to be felt. And that's why they're called emotions. So it, it has no use pushing them away and being in denial uh, because they will come back t- t- 20 times, 30 times, 40 times stronger than before. So they are meant to be felt, but wallowing in them is the other opposite, which is also not good. So what I usually do is I, I give myself permission to feel the emotion for a set period of time. And depending on what it is, it can be five or 10 minutes, but sometimes I allow myself to cry for an entire hour just because it needs mm-hmm. to go out and it's, it's a lot. And sometimes you just, you need a good cry, you know, but then it's after, cathartic. It really is. Yes, yes, exactly. But after I always reward myself for letting out the emotion and then I'm going to do something that I really enjoy, whether that be walking in nature or giving myself one of my favorite ice creams or there you go. <laughs> to, um, to get myself some Chinese because I don't have to cook and I love eating Chinese or <laughs> like that, you know, and that's, that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. It, there's, there's an emotional intelligence that, uh, exists within us. You know, you have your actual IQ and then there's the emotional intelligence. And unfortunately you're, some of us are born with it and some of us have to work to find it. And I think as a kid, there were some things that happened, you know, I lost some people very close to me and that just set my emotional intelligence way back. Um, and I spent years being again, highs and lows and just not knowing how to, to work with it or control it. And it took really hitting rock bottom at a couple of different jobs back to back to back. Yeah. And finding you actually being dragged to my first yoga class and then, you know, going and spending a week on the beaches of Mexico to work through all of those emotions. The poor people on my yoga teacher training, I think I cried after every practice. But there was just so much built up within me that needed to be processed. You know, it was, it was like taking a, a rag that's been used over and over and over and wringing all the dirt out of it at one point. And eventually you get back to being, you know, clean and usable again. But it's, it takes a lot of work. Yes. And I think we are so afraid to allow ourselves to feel that, to get back to that equilibrium. You know, sometimes you've got to walk through the muck to get back to healthy. Um, I know I did. And now I'm actually, yeah. So now I'm able to kind of, you know, I start to say, okay, that my emotions are building up again. I need to do some, some me time. I need to work on myself a little bit. And anytime I do that, like you said before, I'm, I'm able to sit down at my desk and I'm 10 times more productive than I was the day before. Um, I love the phrase that you can't pour from an empty cup. And we, we, on a, when you're working for somebody else, you're constantly being asked to pour from that cup, to give of yourself. Mm-hmm. And unless you are able to go, and not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur. Um, if we were all entrepreneurs, 
the world would be chaos. Um, but I think there are, so there are people that are able to go and work for somebody else and find enjoyment there, but then to come home and to work on themselves and fill that cup back up. Yes. When you're meant to be an entrepreneur and you've been pouring from that cup day after day, you're so drained at the end of the day, you can't fill it back up. Mm, exactly. Or it's very hard to, it's the last, you don't have the energy to get up and do it. So becoming an entrepreneur was the only I didn't know it. Like I said, I kind of stepped into it accidentally, but it was the only thing that was going that now I see that would make me happy. Yes. And I will the way to happiness. Yeah. Yeah. And for the rest of my life, granted I'm only two years into this and I'm only 30. So there's, there's a lot of life left, but I will fight tooth and nail, whether it's Makita solutions or another thing to be my own boss. You know, I answered a client. So yes, I have bosses in my clients, but Mm. They're, they're mini bosses. You know, they're my boss when I put that hat on. Um, so when I go work for gurus, that's, that's one thing. When I go work for idea you're hunt boss in the sense that they tell you what type of work they want done by you, but you are still the boss that decides which time it be, actually gets written or gets executed. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Is there maybe, um, a message that you have for highly sensitive people who, are doubting about uh, becoming an entrepreneur or having a doubts? Yeah, I would tell them it sounds sometimes and before I would think that being a highly sensitive person was a curse. Mm -hmm. And because I was mainly feeling those negative emotions, I would say work on yourself really listen to your heart, whether it's reading, whether it's journaling, whether it's meditation, whatever you need to do to get in touch with who you are and what makes you happy to get back to wellness and then do like go explore your passions. So there's, there's a, a, I think a formula for all of us that are highly sensitive. There's, you know, embracing it. (laughs) It's like the first step to admitting you have a problem. Admit to getting over a problem. Admit you have it. Admit that you're highly, highly emotional or highly sensitive. Embrace it. It's not a curse. It's going to drive you. It's what's going to make you an entrepreneur. So embrace that and then go do it. And I, you don't I, do it in increments. If you're, if you're too scared to jump ship and leave your current job, um, start a website, start a blog. I have a, I have a friend who's starting. She's also highly sensitive. Um, and she's working as a barista. She loves it, but she, again, working for other people is driving her crazy. Mm. So she's working on setting up her own, um, coffee food truck. Ah. Um, and she's also gluten intolerant. So she's going to offer a lot of, uh, gluten-free snacks and options and different things. And so, but she doesn't have to wait. She can still be a barista for somebody else and start setting up that website and blog now. You can start working part-time for as many hours as that you need to pay the bills. And then you can start working on your company in the evening hours and in the weekends with creating the idea, creating the website, doing the stuff. And then when your clients come in, you can start working less and then you can gradually move into being a full-time entrepreneur. If you feel that that's better. Yeah, there's this perception that you have to make this like crazy swan dive from your current life into another one. And I don't think, A, that's not healthy for a lot of people, unless you have the capital build up, you know, it's, it's going to be really freaking hard to do that. Um, so I think if I would to counsel 
if I were to counsel another highly emotional or highly sensitive person, and I think sometimes the two can be different, so I apologize for saying them in dovetails, but um, it's to embrace it, to let it drive you, and to start small. Yes. Every step towards your dream is one step closer to it. Exactly. But to think that you have to get there in this all-out sprint, I tried it. <laughs> it's, it's not fun. <laughs> no, no, no. And it's also not so, necessary. So indeed, feel what suits you. Feel what is right for you. I was one of the crazy ones who gave up her job and dived in full frontal. And after five years, I'm a very successful entrepreneur and I'm still here. So for me, it worked out, uh, even though it caused a lot of stress in the beginning. Yeah? But it worked out. But if you don't feel that that is the, the path for you, walk your own path. Feel what exactly. is the right path for you and make it happen. Yeah, I think that, that just think of the word entrepreneur. You're, it, it essentially means you're going out on your own. Yes. Your personality is going to be different from every other entrepreneur. So you can read every entrepreneurial success story. You can read everything that everybody else is doing. But to apply their success or their strategy to you, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. No, they uh, don't you. So what works exactly. for them might work for you, but probably not. <laughs> and I hazard to guess that even though you made uh, a direct move from one to the other, there was a quite a period, I would say that there's probably a period of the time in the evenings and waking moments outside of your day job that you were thinking, hey, I can probably do this. Yes. Or this is another I, I, opportunity I for me. I start a company for a long time, but I let myself be held back by fears. I thought, well, I still, I first need to have this diploma and I need to have that diploma and I need to have knowledge of this and um, I need to have a, a website and it needs to be good looking and the text needs to be perfect and the SEO <laughs> needs to be perfect and uh, you, you get the drift, all those kinds of thoughts and, and I let them keep me back from actually starting and then one day I lost my job and I decided I was going to start for myself and I was making the preparations, I was writing my business plan and I was doing all the things. And then suddenly I got offered a job at my dream company. The company I always thought if I could ever work here, then that's the sum. This is, this is wow, you know? <laughs> yeah. I got offered that job and then I had to choose, do I pursue still my entrepreneurial steps and, and creating my own company or do I go and work at the dream job? And then, of course, my internal voice said, well, this is the dream job, you know, you're talking about the dream job. So, of course, you're going to take the dream job <laughs> and, and you can always start the company, you know. It will be, there will be a time for that. So, I took the dream job and um, I worked at it for uh, four months. <laughs> and then the, the, the dream job turned out to be not so dreamy at all. And the people were definitely not dreamy. And the work was anything but dreamy. And within four weeks, I was heading straight for my second burnout. And I thought, no, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> and... Um, I got into an arrangement with the company and uh, they made it so that I could leave and get benefits. And then yeah. I, I started, yeah, it's in Holland, you, you can do that. You can uh, make a legal agreement saying that there is a difference in uh, interpretation of the, 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 the job 
and uh, that you have in irre irreconcilable differences and then you can part and then you're still uh, eligible for uh, benefits. So I made use of that part and, and then I started my company in the beginning with uh, benefits uh, underneath it, but that's not forever. So there came a time when the benefits stopped and uh, I had to do it all on my company, but it was still not generating enough money to pay my bills. And then you get the, the fear and, and the angst and the stress and the, the thoughts of maybe go back and find another job I don't want, but there's <laughs> it already find a job I don't want. And in the end, it all just worked out. I didn't have to find a job. The clients, they came in and my company grew and I never needed benefits after. And um, I never needed to find a job besides my company. And my company sustained me uh, since the start in, in everything. So it is possible. It's amazing. That's an amazing story. I, I think if you're a highly sensitive person, you... The, the world is your oyster. I think these are the types of people, we're the type of people that can go and architect our life and make what we want to happen as long as we don't get in our own way. No. And, we and that's to, hard to do. But I think in ourselves. the sky is the limit. Yes. Yes. Believe we just have to have the faith in ourselves and, and, and know that the fear is okay and it can be healthy if we use it the right way. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So I think that's maybe the biggest message that we can send everybody that's viewing this interview. Be true to yourself, believe in yourself and have faith that if you connect with your heart's desire and you find your passion and you start a company in it, that you will be successful and happy. Yeah. That's the magic. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Cool. Hey, Maggie, um, I know that you had something to offer our viewers. Could you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, so I'd like to offer a kind of like a one-hour mini coaching session um, with anybody who's interested. You can get in touch with me through my website, mckeatingsolutions.com. Um, it's spelled M-C-K-E-A. T-I-N-G solutions.com. Um, I'm more than happy to help you kind of work through your idea, but also to learn how to translate that into writing. Um, so I think there's with, with being an entrepreneur where we tend to be visionaries and we've got the idea, but there can be sometimes a disconnect um, or a challenge in verbalizing it. And I know when I first started and left uh, and still to this day, you know, when people ask me, what do you do? I fumble. Mm -hmm. I have to say, learn to say, I own a marketing consult consulting company. I can't even say it now. <laughs> so, you know, this is what I do. I am a CEO. I am my only. So there might be a lot of things that you do in this business, but you need to be able to tell it to somebody in 30 to 60 seconds and have them walk away with a complete understanding. So I'm happy to kind of provide that mini coaching session, even if you're, you know, you've already made the jump and you're becoming an entrepreneur, you know, to get that branding kind of messaging out there and, and to strengthen it a little bit. Wow, that's, that's really an amazing offer, Maggie. So anybody who's watching this interview series and you are thinking about starting your company or you've already started but you are not sure or you want to redefine what you're doing or make it um, better suited to your needs, 
take Maggie up on her offer, go to her website, mckeedingsolutions.com and book your free coaching session with her. Thank you so much, Maggie, for this interview. Thank you for your time. I really enjoyed talking with you today and I am absolutely sure you inspired a lot of people today. So thank you again. Thank you. The pleasure was all mine. It was wonderful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye, Maggie. <laughs>